0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the long overdue follow up to Navistone's Two Guys and Some Data podcast. In our last podcast, we announced that one of our guys, Alan Abbott, was retiring. Our other guy, CEO Larry Kavanaugh, just couldn't move forward without him. So let me introduce you, our loyal listeners, to the new and dare I say improved Two Gals and Some Data podcast. For this, our inaugural podcast, we have the added benefit of speaking to several gals as our topic today is marketing for the ages and an in-depth conversation about how to market across generations. And as you've come to expect, on this show, we don't just talk about data. We talk about how you can use data to help you make more money. I'm Jay Benz. I'm Courtney Schack. I'm Lisa Slater. And I'm Angie Arnspeger. Our topic for today is marketing for the ages. I am talking with some gals who span multiple generations, millennials, exennials, and Gen Xers to learn about how advertisers are effectively using generational data to market to them. Thanks for joining us today. So Courtney, I have to start with you. I have never heard of the Xennial generation. I did a little research and I learned that this generation is defined by having had an analog childhood and a digital adulthood. Could you say that you've seen marketers engage with you with that information in mind? I think to some extent, yes. when I was thinking about myself from a generational perspective, I didn't really feel that I resonated with um, Generation X or Millennials. I'm really kind of a mix of the two. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, I think of Um, how I um, internalize advertising a little bit differently. I really like to have a piece of paper in my hand versus just having digital marketing, but I like that too. So really where I think advertisers do best in working with me is having a mix of both. I want direct mail, I want something that I can hold tangibly, but I want um, emails, I want digital display because I'm looking for an answer right away. So, if marketers were ever going to use a multi-channel strategy, cross-channel marketing, it is with your generation. 100%. Jay, you are our resident millennial, so I'm curious about your experience with marketers. We hear a lot about the impact that social media has upon your path to purchase. Can you just share a little bit about how marketers are using social media to help drive your transactions?
1: Yeah, social media is a big one, I think, just especially with the millennials, myself included. We're always looking at Instagram, we're always looking at Facebook, and when we're looking at something, we're researching it, we're really trying to identify, is this what we want to purchase? And then we see things, when we're scrolling through your news feeds, there it is, that's what I was looking at. And here and there, the offers get better, maybe they change, but it's right there, it's in front of you, and you think, after many times in repetition of seeing it, yeah, I think I'll pull the trigger.
0: Can you talk about a recent purchase that you made and some of
1: the ways that you were marketed to to help drive that purchase? I can. So one of, uh, one of the most recent purchases I made was for one of those standing desks. And it all started with, ultimately I have a bad back, so what is gonna help my back? Being sedentary, because we work in front of our computers all the time, I didn't move around a whole lot, so it all started with that bad back, and then we looked at launching some programs for a standing desk client, and we ultimately were taking the, the digital aspect of it and then providing a direct mail piece to it, and it really helped to, to bring it full circle. You've got the, the digital side and then the direct mail side, and after direct mail piece but also discussing with some personal trainers I was like yeah this is what I need to do.
0: So you would say that the direct mail piece had an influence on you making this purchase?
1: More so than social media
0: yes. So that's so interesting because I don't think marketers typically think about direct mail impacting a millennial's purchase
1: behavior so really interesting to hear that. Yeah I think it's a lost art you like to touch it feel it look at it and then move forward. So I have a few
0: trivia questions for you, Jay, and you don't have to answer them (laughs) now. You think about them, and then I'm going to come back to you. Um, I want you to think about what percentage of millennials say they ignore digital retargeting, and what percentage of millennials said that they've made a purchase due to direct mail. All right, you'll think about those. I'll think about them. All right, sounds good. So Lisa, you are our Generation X. I am too, so I'm really curious about how you answer this question, just to see if you and I, both in the same generation, kind of think about our path to purchase similarly. Um, Again, I had done some research, and um, through Media Post, I had learned that email is the Gen Xers preferred channel of marketing. For me, email is probably the hardest channel to reach me through. So I'm just kind of curious about your path to purchase and how marketing impacts you. So for me, I'm
2: more about getting the best product for the best deal. So I do a lot of research first. So typically Google is my friend. Um, And I'll look at, first I'll look at the best item and then where can I get it for the best price. That's usually my path to purchase.
0: Can you share a story about a recent purchase and the the way marketers spoke to you and what drove you to make that purchase? Sure. Well, as exciting as us Gen
2: Xers are, I was in the market for a new vacuum cleaner. So I Googled, best canister vacuum cleaner for hardwood floors. And I got this list and it turned out that the Mealy was the best. So then of course I look, best price on Mealy. And it took me to Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, Typically what I do is, if I can get a better price on anywhere else than Amazon, I will do that, but if not, I always go with Amazon. So I went and I attempted to purchase. I put the thing in and then I said, oh, let me Google. I went to Coupon Cabin. Coupons on Mealy Vacuum. And, of course, none came up. So then I Googled coupons for Bed, Bath & Beyond. And I get this site and it tells me, Click here, put your text in, and we'll text you a notification. So I go through all of that. I get the code. I go back to the website only to find you cannot use this coupon online. So I say, okay, I'm just going to remember I had a postcard from Bed Bath & Beyond, my 20%. I have a stack of about 100 of them. Um, I said, I'm just going to go to the store and buy it then. So when my husband came home from work, we went to the store. I was still not allowed to use the coupon because it's a brand that's excluded, but I did make the purchase there. This was three days before Mother's Day. Come to find on Mother's Day, my husband felt that that was an appropriate gift to give to me. (laughs) And I'm sure that's not an appropriate gift for anyone, not just a Gen Xer. It's not for me. No.
0: (laughs) So um, it's funny, as I was listening to you share that, I didn't hear anything about email.
2: Yeah, no, I didn't get any emails. I actually went back and looked from my Bed Bath & Beyond emails because I know I do get them, but there was nothing regarding
0: what I was searching for and there weren't any coupons. So, Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to switch back to Jay real quickly and see if we can get an answer to those trivia questions before, Lisa, I hit you up with a couple of questions as well. Okay. Um, so Jay, what do you think? What percentage of millennials say they ignore digital retargeting?
1: My initial thought was
0: 80%. As a millennial, that's crazy to, to hear. Um, the actual answer is 50%, which is still really high. 50% of millennials say they ignore digital retargeting. How many of them do you, say, do, do you think say they have made a purchase due to direct mail?
1: I initially thought 40%.
0: Seventy-five percent, so just so interesting, you know, you hear about some of the stereotypes associated with different generations, um, and just, you know, in talking with you, just hearing how you think digital would impact the millennials or direct mail, and and just to to learn what those numbers are. Um, So, Lisa, for you, um, trivia questions. What percentage of Gen Xers bring the mail in every day? and what percentage of Gen Xers use promotional offers that they get in the mail. So I'll come back to okay. you on that as well. Um, you know, one thing I think is so interesting about this, my mother is 80 years old and she is online. She is on her Facebook page every day. She orders everything online. My son is 24 and he is checking the mail every day. So I just find it so fascinating how, um, you know, you hear things about social media influencing millennials or, you email influencing Gen Xers, but you know we really hear in practice that it's, it's very different and it's multiple channels across the generations. Um, Angie, you and I were at a conference last week mm-hmm. and we actually were fortunate enough to hear a couple of speakers speak on generational marketing. And so I'm just kind of curious what some of your takeaways from those sessions were. The biggest t- takeaway was the focus on marketing to millennials.
2: That's the biggest group. That's what all the marketers, this was a room full of CMOs, and that's where their plans were. They were, how do you focus to these, you know, how do you get the millennials to spend? And what was interesting is that um, the speaker of that session said, they're not the ones with the money. Those with the money are the Gen Xers. That's where you should be spending Um, Your marketing dollars, and so they're the ones that have the free money that they're able to spell spend outside You know the clothing housing food aspect. They're spending on other
0: things So I thought that was a very big takeaway for me All right back to you Lisa what percentage of Gen Xers bring the mail in every day 75 86% and what percent of Gen Xers use promotional offers they get in the mail 80% 68%. So just so super interesting to hear how you guys think about the generations in comparison to what the actual numbers are showing. Just a couple of other really staggering quotes to share with you guys. Um, The average consumer sees 4,000 ads per day. The average marketer uses 13 different channels to reach their audience. And the average consumer will have 4.3 devices by 2020. So what this suggests to me, and you know, really nicely summarizes the things that you've all said here, that marketing is happening across all channels, regardless of what gener- generation you're in. And so just in thinking about marketing in the future, you know, I don't think that thinking about generations as a segment to market to um, is going to be enough. I really think you have to understand the individual path to purchase for each consumer, each um, customer that you're working with. And if it is a combination of social and email and direct mail and display, you've got to figure out what that right path is and talk to them in that way. Um, So, with that, um, I I guess I would just wrap up by saying, you know, path to purchase is complex and spans multiple channels, and we need to look for attributes that cut across those generations, Um, and we need to be using data, research, interviews to construct those realistic generational personas. This will give marketers that advantage that they're really looking for. So that'll do it for this episode of Two Gals and Some Data. Thanks to our panel, and thank you for joining today. If you want to read more from us, check out Navastone.com, our blog. And if you enjoyed today's show, head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Thanks for listening.